Welcome back to the Two Cents Podcast. Taking one for the teens, episode two. We are firing off right now, continuing the second season of our podcast. Myself, Yossi Menchushan, and my brother, Rabbi Ari Menchushan. In this week's episode, we are going to be discussing teens. Not only are we talking to actual teenagers when we're referring here, but we're talking to the teens inside of all of us. Those teens inside of us that have either grown up too fast, haven't grown up at all, or grew up just the right amount. We're going to be discussing the living environments of teens, their social settings, how they matter, how they matter so much more than we could possibly imagine. Today's today's episode is brought to you by the ZCK Foundation. And as always, we are being sponsored by Yad La'achim, who we're going to hear about later on in this episode, where we're going to be getting some advice from Arab villages. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben-Shushan. And this is Yassi Ben-Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. Hey, everybody. All right. So that's about welcome back. No, you got it. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say welcome back. No? I'm not going to say anything until you explain yourself immediately. Okay. So I'm not for, saying anything. So for everybody who is not watching, um, the reason why Yelsey is a bit concerned with that opening statement is because I am sitting in my, uh, I'm sitting on my Tischbecker show over here. Um, I'm sitting in my lounging jacket, um, which happens to be a robe. Um, And I'm sitting in my robe and and, and I have a, I have, have a cup of hot tea because we're about to have a conversation. How many props do you have right now? How many props do you need? So I have a, I have I have a bag. I have a bag. I have an acne (laughs) bag. Now see, I have an acne bag. We may have to pull a piano out of soon and an anvil. Or maybe, or maybe draw a false, a false entrance into a mountain a that train. has railroad tracks for a train. You don't, you don't know what may have to happen today. Neither do I. So I came fully, uh, fully ready, fully loaded. All right, fully prepared. So the reason why I am wearing said is because I feel like I'm about to have a conversation with a teenager. And mm. I, I don't mean you, Yossi. Yeah, I mean that our, our conversation today is one in which we're going to be talking to teens. And so, therefore, um, I felt as if I have to daddy it up. You know, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to father grandfather it up. And so, therefore, this is my father grandfathering it up inside my robe with my herbal tea. Some people pronounce the letter H in that word. They should know that the H doesn't herbal, feel bad. Herbal. People don't. Don't right. think that the H feels bad because you didn't pronounce it. It's herbal. That's all there is to it. Right. I'm not going herbal. So Are you done? I, when, when I said I wasn't going to speak, I didn't mean that you were going to have to soliloquy the whole thing. No, that's it. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, Welcome yeah. back. Is. This is the <laughs> Two Cents totally Podcast. <laughs> and 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 we you are totally and forgot. we are the uh, Two Cents Yidden. Uh, my name is Ari Benchushan. This is Yassi Benchushan. And welcome back <laughs> that's to the Two I Cents Podcast, you. guys. <laughs> Okay. You just ended the episode, by the way. I just you got thought, to wear I don't know. Sometimes you, we do it in the beginning and sometimes we do it at the end. So um, that, just that's saying, just the way. You got to yeah. wear your robe. You got to use your fancy tea mug. And now you want to end the episode. You were ready to, you were ready to kick your feet up. I'm so proud of this tea mug, Yassi. Look, it, it, you can hold yeah, okay. it. Okay. So Welcome here we go. back to the Two Cents Podcast. This week, we are going to be discussing... Give, what did we call it? One, it's one taking for the teens, one for the right? teens. Taking one for the teens. Now, the funny this part one, about that was that it was my title. <laughs> yeah, taking one for the teens. Um, now we're right. going to start off saying this doesn't just have to do with teenagers. Um, this one will not be one right. that is specific to teenagers. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about right. different ideas, but we're using the concept of teenagers just as the platform to really spring off of, uh, to be able to talk about a lot of other things that Yossi and I really wanted to cover and wanted to discuss. So uh, let's jump right into it. Discussing. I think our titles, I think our titles are like goals. Like we should start calling them. Our goal of this one is talking about teens because we're not very good at reaching our goals. We're going to get there. We get very off topic. But we're going to try. My point is, is that whether you're a teen or not, there's always going to be, you know, no matter what the title is, there's always going to be 
something if it's too specific for you there's always be something for you anyway for someone anyway you know, yeah i mean everybody knows we can't keep to a script if there was one so now let's see yes what do we want to tell teenagers today like, like um what is it that we want to really connect with them so i'm not saying that i'm the professional here yassi but I kind of just got a new job and I've been teaching high school now for about a week and a half. So 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel that with all of that, all of that knowledge, all of that. No, no. So it's not a new job. I mean, I've been teaching another job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's another job. I'm still with Chazak. Baruch Hashem. Still having another share, another event every single night. Still Baruch Hashem reaching out to the Sephardic community here in Los Angeles. Um, I just uh, Baruch Hashem have made a connection with an incredible high school over here um, that for a while we were trying to make it work, but now they have a 12th grade class. Um, Baruch Hashem, they've gotten bigger and they need another 12th grade Rebbe. And um, so I have that zechut. So it's something that really jumped at and something that I really love. Yes? No, we're really like the flip sides of each other right now. Where your main, I'm saying, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but your main, your main thing is Chazak and then you have like uh, uh, 12th grade Rebbe. And you have, so by me, the main thing is, is, is Yeshiva. Is, I was 12th grade Rebbe. I was going to keep saying 12th grade. 12th grade Rebbe. No, I'm 9th grade Rebbe. I get the motive. 12th grade Rebbe. And... Um, and all the other things, the speaking and all that is like, is my parparis. That's, that's the other, uh, so I think. that's the other stuff. Your uh, Icar and Tuffle, or our Icar and Tuffles this year, I just realized have became flipped. It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. A little, little that, trivia. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that is quite interesting. You know, when we test everybody later, this is something that they're going <laughs> to need to, uh, remember. So interestingly yeah. enough, so I started to teach and yes, I, I, I knew what would happen and it did. Um, I came home after my first day with the biggest smile on my face, beaming from ear to ear. And my wife is up, there it is. She said, there it is, that's the face. The face of being able to teach. Yes, I stood up in front of each of my classes. I teach uh, Gemara, Chumash, Jewish thought, a couple of different things, Halacha, you know, a few different classes there. And before the first day of each class, I stood up and I said to everybody, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming to Yeshiva. I am so in your debt because I need to teach. I'm like, this is my life. Yeah, I have a wife and kids, right. I'm sure, someplace, and that's nice, but <laughs> I love teaching. Like, like that, that's, that's just my whole existence. It's my whole drive. Right. And so when people a lot of times ask, I'm not sure about you, but ask me about certain things of how do you give a class or um, how do you teach or how do you connect with teenagers, I don't know how to train somebody else in. I don't know how to give them ins and outs or to give them ideas and how to go about doing it. It's just, I think it's a natural born thing, um, at least in our family, that we just feel a connection, that that we just feel a spark, we just feel a, a joy with it. So it is with a lot of reverence that I come to this one saying that I feel that from the Shemayim aspect, Hashem gave me a talent and you a talent, I think, in connection to teens in order to teach it. And so, therefore, if there's anything that we've picked up, look, you have to understand that between Yossi and I, there are a lot of years over here. Before this in Camp Sha'arim, Yas, I mean, we used to teach about 80 or 90 staff members at once for two months straight and nobody would move. Do you know how hard it is to teach 80 or 90 staff members and nobody would move for those 45 minutes. And it was a connection. And we're still connected to a lot of those guys to this day. I don't know how many teenagers can say that yeah. they're still connected uh, with the person who taught them. To like, their learning Rebbe. To their staff learning To the staff learning Rebbe in Brooklyn inside the thing. So this is something that we are coming with. Not just I'm not just saying we're coming with many, many years of experience. I was kidding before about those few weeks. Coming with many, many years of experience. But we're coming with our heart. This really right. means I, uh, a lot to us. I get ready, uh, put on a counter for a, a big name drop brag. Okay. It's about to come. It's about to, it's about to hit the, it's about to drop. I, um, I was on the, uh, I was on the phone. I was on a call with, um, uh, you know, uh, Rabbi Pesach Krohn the other day. It's <laughs> no. not, it's not, it's not a big deal. It was just him and I just no. talking about some stuff. We were just talking about some stuff. Old friends. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you said, the picture I have in my mind is an angel holding a phone for Rabbi Pesach Krohn. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like serving him like Adam got served in Ghanadin because yeah. he himself yeah. is just the greatest. So what do you say? The funniest thing, 
the funniest thing about him actually in reality is that he is such an enough he he really he you speak to him he's the most down-to-earth person ever so anyway so we were talking and he described uh speaking in this incredible way or the high from or the high from educating really in this incredible way is like if a person has never done it he goes imagine you're sitting there and you connect with another person you're sitting there and you connect with another person, or you give another person an idea, or you give another, I'm paraphrasing here, but you give another person an idea, you give another person something they've never heard before, they've never understood before, and you, or, or something they do know, and now they understand it on a deeper level. He's like, you know that unbelievable connection you have? That that one moment of an unbelievable connection, how great you feel about it? He's like, now imagine doing that with 30, 40, 50, 1,000 people at one time, and looking around at all of them, and knowing you just about... He's like, it's it's the same exact feeling times however many people are there. Beautiful. And that's really what it is. When you're standing in a classroom and you're giving over, I, I honestly don't think, you know, if anyone out there, if there's someone out there who's saying to themselves, you know, I really should have probably became an educator. I probably, I probably should have became a teacher. I'm telling you, 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 you should thank your lucky stars you never became a teacher. Because if you can say the words, I should have became a teacher, you're not a teacher. You're not an educator. It's not what you are. It's not, it's, not, it's not good or bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you were able to not do it, if you were able to not be that, you're not it. There's, yep. Teachers have no, educators have no, rebellion have no other option. There's no free will no, over here. And I've seen, I've seen rebellion or teachers try to do a different job and you see a human being, uh, you see a fish out of water. You literally yeah, see, see a fish it's, out of water. It's like when, when Reb Dovey tried to do real estate for 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like in Shemayim. It was in 2000. They were it just was in 2008. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like, like in Shemayim, they were just like, well, I guess we have to knock down all those buildings um, yeah. just, it was just, a, just to it make was, them go back to teach. You know, it was in 2008, and he caused, he caused, he the, caused the whole downfall. <laughs> he caused the <laughs> entire... <laughs> The entire market, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was in for 20 minutes. The whole thing crashed. And he's like, nah, I'm going to go back to learning. Yeah. <laughs> it was not in 2008. Let's jump in. Hey guys, I hope you're loving these episodes. I hope you're loving the podcast. Thank you so much for all your feedback. Thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing for us to be able to keep going. If you love these episodes, if you love the podcast, please download the Meaningful Minute app. It has so much bonus material, so many uh, behind-the-scenes, so much uh, added material, all these uh, all these awesome things that they added to the podcast and the podcast page on the Meaningful Minute app. So go to any app store, your app store, the Play Store, or any of the other store stores that you download an app from, get the Meaningful Minute app. Hope to see you guys over there. So, so let's get into our passion. Um, number one, when it comes to the teenage life, um, I do want to talk first about the fact that the teenage years are a, a very interesting time in which you begin to rebel. And I don't mean in a bad way. I don't mean to say, oh, you're rebelling. No, that's not it. But when your Yetzer Taiv kicks in, and that's at the age of 13, right? Um, we, we know from Chavat Levavot that the Yetzer Hara had a 13-year head start. And then um, the... 13th year, Yeyetzer Taiv starts to kick in. It demands to say, who am I? The Yeyetzer Taiv just wants to know who I am. Who am I for real? So you start to pick out your own clothing. You start to pick your own music. You start to want to have your own opinion. So I want to say, well, but what do I want? Uh, what's my idea of something? You know, that starts to kick in. So it's not rebelling. It's just simply trying to find you. And a lot of times, yes. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's funny you say that because I was going to say, I was like, I disagree. I, I don't think it's rebellion. I think it's thinking for themselves. Right. It seems like rebellion because as opposed to just, you know, if you were typing onto a computer, if you were typing commands into a computer and it's a computer, so it's always going to do, and or you you ask Siri something on your iPhone and one time she's just like, man, not, no, just, I'm not in the mood today. You'd be like, this, this iPhone's rebelling against me. This, right. But she's not. She's just thinking for herself right then. He's, you, we're so used to the kid as a certain thing. And when he starts to think for himself and no one informed anyone, right? There was no letter from Hogwarts that came to the house that was like, this child is now thinking for himself here. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it, it never happened. It just happens one day that like everyone's around is like, uh, Chaim, go get the party. He goes like, no. And everyone's like, oh. Like everything stops. And they're like, oh, he's had out of moment. Like it's, it's a big, we make this big, but it's not. It's just them thinking for themselves. Yep. So, so, so because of that, um, this is something where a kid now starts to take on this new value. And yeah, I called it re- rebelling. Yassi said exactly, because it seems like the kid may be going against other things, but I just want to, and that's why I use the word rebellion. I want to let parents know he's not rebellion. He's not going against you. He's just trying to see where his voice comes from, like just what it sounds like. He's trying to try on different opinions and see what it feels like. And sometimes, unfortunately, the kid will be told no. See, the kid will go to school and they're told, well, you have to go to first Seder, but you have to be by Shachos, but you have to daven, but you have to sit there, but you have to come home. And the kid was like, you know, when I was in elementary school, that felt one way. But now that I'm here, do I? I mean, like, do I really have to go about all those different things? And they're not given a reason why what they're thinking isn't correct or what they're, why they're thinking right. doesn't matter. Yes, I had a kid in my class yesterday. Oh, was I thrilled with this kid. I have a tefillah class and the kid is just like, you know what? I have no interest in even davening. I have no interest. Oh, great. And then another kid said to me, he's like, you know, Rabbi, I wish at least I had that feeling that you have, that you like to connect to Hashem. I don't have that feeling. Great. But then the first kid said, I don't even wish to have that feeling. I said, oh, really? You don't even wish to have that feeling? He said, yeah, because let's face it. Can you really show that there's a God in this world that I'm supposed to? He's like, you're just making yourself feel good by doing that. Now, yes, for you, me and for you, Nice. Somebody nice. just threw us a party. Nice. Somebody literally oh, just yeah. rolled oh, yeah. into the room with a five-tier oh, cake, yeah. and it's all strawberry shortcake oh, yeah. all the way through, and it is our <laughs> it is our birthday, yeah, our anniversary, yeah. and it is yeah. everything. We just won the lottery. My face lit yeah, up. That is an opening. Oh, that my gosh. Night. I was just like looking. Are you reading off a teleprompter? Like, did somebody... <laughs> Did Yossi put you up to this? Is this Yossi's gift to me for starting to teach again in high school? I'm like, thank you. So, yes, right away. And I couldn't Are you even... reading this out of an art scroll book about a rabbi? About a rabbi who had a kid About a guy class? who walked into a room. Right. You know, is this skull caps and switchblades? Like, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening over here? So, so I, uh, so I just smiled and I said to the kid, thank you. I said, thank you for being honest. I said, you better be this brutal and this honest with me the rest mm. of the year. And all the other kids are like starting to, all right, what do you mean? And I'm like, hey, guys, I said, I would pay this kid to be in this class right now. I would pay you money to be here with your brutal honesty. I said, all I can promise to you is that I'm going to be just as honest. And as long as you're okay with my honesty, I'm going to so be okay with yours. And let's get into this. And we began, you know, and we, we started the dance. But ultimately though, I don't want a kid like that to just be told, yeah, well, you didn't think it through. Yeah, well, I'm big, you're small. Yeah, well, like, uh, you know, of course it's Hashem, and you just don't know what you think that the Rambam uh, is dumb enough to do. You think Ramosh Feinstein, all those answers are telling kids that what you're thinking about doesn't matter. And what you're thinking about doesn't have it. So right. number one, right? And teens, you matter. Go ahead, yes. I, I, I just want to get that point. I, no, I, I, no, go ahead. Like, yeah, yeah. like, I want the words to come out of my mouth. You matter. Your opinion matters. And this is the time where you're beginning to build your foundation of life. Right. Not only do, not only do they matter, and I think they have this now, maybe post-COVID or whatever you want to say. That is now a little bit more than... They, they really, really matter. In other words, it, it, teens can come up with such amazing ideas and they have the fire, they have the passion, they have the time even. They have, they have so much that they can, I get so many emails and it's, it's, uh, everyone's starting an initiative, especially during COVID. Like everyone was starting an initiative. Oh and my gosh. I, and I started being <laughs> and annoyed. beautiful. I started being a little, it is, it is. It's how Claudius Roll responds to, to, to hard times. It's beautiful. But it's difficult if you're the one getting all the emails about the initiatives. They're like, all we need is a two-minute video. I'm like, you know how many two minutes there are in one day? <laughs> Do you have any idea how many two Yossi, minutes there are in one day my, for an egotistical person on a video? <laughs> my most dislike word of the year 2020 to 21 was the word just. In the- Oh, just, yeah. Oh, can yeah. you just give us oh, a two yeah. minute video? Can you can just? You just yeah. I, and no, and can I'm very jump? thankful. I'm very thankful to my, because you just jump yeah. onto a Zoom and just talk to yeah. the whole can place. You just jump on. 
That was my yeah, I I'm sorry. On. Can you just jump on a call? Can you just jump on a call for a minute? Like, no, I can't just jump on a call. Because somebody so, else so, got me in a just before you're just. Yeah. Right. So I want to, because I'm in the middle of, I'm middle of responding to this email <laughs> in middle of a just. So I, I, but then I started noticing something. Like I, I give a, you know how my brain, you know how my brain works. I'm just going to explain it for the, for anyone listening out there. So I have a very uh, imaginative, very uh, visual mind. So when I read an email, it's not words. I'm not going to let you walk away with this. No, I'm not going to. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> anybody who lived in Maladafna at the time when Yossi and I were there, anybody who lived there, once in a while, they'd come up to me and they would ask me, is your brother Yossi okay? And I'd be okay. like, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. Why? You know, we got paid this month from our Samaf, so life is good. What do you mean? Yeah, you know, he's okay. Like, well... We saw him walking through the park. He didn't have earbuds on. He didn't have on headphones or anything. And he was just mumbling and then laughing to himself and then agreeing with whatever he was laughing about. And we think maybe he's losing his mind. And I said, no, that's just Yossi appreciating a conversation that he's having with the myriad different crazy details that are literally dancing out of his brain all at the same time. Right. So my, my brain is a very dangerous place to be and to navigate is my point. Sometimes I do actually wear headphones so I don't look crazy. The point is, is that when I'm reading an email, it's not just words on a screen. You know, there's a personality behind there in my head and there's an accent and there's like a whole setting. Uh, and I realized that the narrative I was giving most of my emails was a, a, an adult, you know, an adult person running an initiative. And then... On one of them, the kid said that, you know, he was uh, 16 and, and he said the yeshiva is in. And he was saying that because his Rebbe knows who I am. Uh, uh, we're friends. And I was like, wait a second. I started looking back at the other emails and I realized, Ari, an insane amount, like a crazy amount of these initiatives were all like 15, 16, 17 year old kids starting right. these things. And because they have such a great handle on, on technology... They're able to just blast it out to thousands of people and get, and I was so blown away by that. I was so, I don't know. I'm sure there are many examples. I, I just personally, the circles I ran, in, I don't know a single one of my friends when I was in high school that was going out and, and aren't you ever like shocked when you show up to an event and you were emailing with someone that was setting up the whole thing. And that was what he, that was talking to you. Let's be honest. That was negotiating the money with you and everything. And you show up and the kid's like 15. And you're like, it's 930 at night. What are you? Who let you out? What is going on? And he's, he's telling the caterer to do this. And this guy to put this down over there. And you're like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, I run this. Uh, I run this I, event. I, I, I run the whole thing. At night that, and I'm blown. I am so blown away. It used to be within a framework. So, and I'm not bad mouthing the framework. I think the framework is made, but within NCSY, right. as, for an example, right? Or within, you know, whatever, Pirche, or within one of these programs, you'll find, or camps, you'll find that guy who's, but it's fitting in with a much larger framework and with all these things. This, no, no, no 15 year old was calling up Pesach, was calling up this guy, calling it, and, and be like, hi, I'm running a, it, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yes, I, what I, I had come on in. fire. What a teen on fire, a teen inspired, a teen backed up by people can do is scary. It is so scary because they dream they, when they're on fire with something, they eat, drink, dream, sleep about this all day. They're not going home and getting distracted. They, they, they go for this. So there, I, I honestly, honestly believe that not that teens mattering is such an understatement. It, they are the most underused asset that Claudia Israel has are our teenagers. Well the said. most underused weapon that we have are our teenagers. And I'm going to take it one step further. Last night, I was invited to a uh, an event, uh, NCSY Cleveland, Rabbi Tenenbaum over here. And a lot of people in Cleveland, uh, they made this uh, big fundraiser barbecue. I was invited to come. And I came, I was walking around, and I realized... So many people, I kept meeting so many of my neighbors, so many people I know from over here. And I'll say that my name, I don't care. They, they can, uh, there's a high school over here um, um, that, that's ran by a Mrs. Berkowitz, uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Rachel Berkowitz. 
and uh, her husband, Jordan Berkowitz, who's actually, the, oh, interestingly enough, Jordan Berkowitz is the first year of Derech. He was in the first year of Derech. Rabbi wow. Weinstein stays by Jordan Berkowitz's house when he comes yes, to Yes, he does. Yes, That's he does. how you know. <laughs> yes, he does. I was so, wondering where, where I heard the name before. Yeah, so <laughs> Jordan Berkowitz. And Jordan so Berkowitz. They have a high school. They have, uh, Jordan, Jordan's a business. Uh, Mrs. Berkowitz is a tzaddik, is an unbelievable person. She has a high school here called uh, Chaviva, and they were there. And I was like, oh, it's so nice of you guys to come. I'm like, but the Chaviva girls are not exactly NCSY girls. Like, they're not going. I, I don't know that they. And they're like, no, no, no. Now, I knew this already. I just, I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. Because I was with them on a shot tone also. They're like, no, no, They're like, we're NCSYers. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, we, we're NCSYers. We both went to NCSY as teenagers. And they're massive pillars in our community. Jordan's on the, on the board of my yeshiva. They're massive pillars in the community. But the amazing part to me is, is they are raising such a solid from family in such a solid from way. These aren't people who became, you know, uh, uh, who came on, and I'm not saying anything against it, it's just that there are so many struggles to it, who came on much later on in life or, or at a later date that, that infusing themselves into a firm community after that is so difficult and has so many challenges. When it's done as a teenager, it's, it's fluid. It's so much more fluid. When, ki- when people make changes as a teenager, when people make decisions as a t- teenager, that decision, that idea becomes so much more fluid for them later. It's such an important and underappreciated part of life that they're just sort of, everyone's always waiting for them to be finished. When they're 20, when they're 21, it's so underused and it's so important, not only for the kids to know that they're important, but for the parents and the rebellion and the schools and everybody, the communities to know how important these kids are. Yep. Ari, actually, I want to stop. I want to stop right there because we have got to talk about something right now. If we're talking about teens, if we're on the teens episode, we have got to mention our sponsor right now. Not only our sponsor, but our very good friend right now. We have Yad Lachem on the line. We have Reb Nassanel Gans, who is always awesome to talk to. I, I literally is one of the highlights of the episode for me is when we get to bring on Reb Nassanel Gans from Yad Lachem to tell us, because every time we speak to him, he blows my mind with something new. I don't, I don't know what it is. I thought I knew it all already. And then when Asano comes on and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, he's like removing the kfiyah from his head. And he's like, I just came out of an Arab village. Just give me a minute. <laughs> Rev Nassanel Gans, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for that introduction. My kafia is on the side. No, I'm kidding. But it, it's a real cover to be here. And, you know, you mentioned earlier about chinuch in the Arab villages. So what can you learn from this? I've always said this to people that on one of the common denominators, unfortunately, that people have and the women that are, end up trapped in Arab villages, they're lacking something in their house. And after I speak at an event, I come up and hug my kids so much because, unfortunately, when a child or a teenager... Oh, wow in their own home, doesn't, can't make a mistake, can't feel welcome even if they're not perfect, then unfortunately sometimes they'll find someone else to fill that void, is, which is what the Arabs come and try to do and you know, prey upon that lack that they have where they're missing warmth and caring and that's how they get them. So it's really a lesson like you, you could learn. You could learn what not to do, but you could learn what to do with your children. And most of the work we do is with teenagers before the end of an Arab village. So, so Rev. Nassano, let me just jump in over there for one second. I just, because I think that's very pertinent to our episode right now. Now, what we're dealing with over here is kids that, that can be swooped up by whoever. It doesn't even have to be uh, uh, an Arab, but certainly if it is that, they could, they could come in, they can fill that void. What do you do to prevent that from happening beforehand? Yeah, so again, I'm sure you guys have talked about it or will talk about it. It's really about the love that you could show to your kids and make sure they're welcome in their home, even with the mistakes that they make. You know, when a kid makes a mistake or an error or they're not perfect, they're not the way you wanted them to be, that doesn't mean that you cut them off. It doesn't mean you show them any less warmth. I'm not talking about unequivocal acceptance, but it means that a person should be able to make their mistake. So we're here for them, unfortunately, right. when other people lack, but that's really the goal. So those that are watching, again, I want to urge you again, go yeah. to the website, saveaworld.org save a world every person is a world every right, teenager right. is a world every kid is a world thank you so much and we look forward to help saving more nations. guys go check it out at saveaworld.org we already have been so involved over here saved so many people let's keep this going saveaworld.org Rav Nassanel, it is always so amazing to hear from you thank you so much for coming in thank you so much guys we'll see you next episode so which um, really brings us uh, to, to the next thing but just 
on that one point that you said. So the environment, the, the environment that we put our kids in, the environment that our teenagers are in, are going to be an environment that's either going to help get them ready to make them poised individuals who can stand for themselves, who can feel confident um, in an argument of what it is that they believe in, or, or it's going to make them want to believe everything that they see. People have to understand that a teenager's mind is just an open mouth and it is thirsty for anything, any information, any kind of knowledge whatsoever that can be poured inside it. And I really do think that whichever knowledge hits that teenage mind the hardest or the quickest or resonates the most with that teenager, I don't know if that kid will ever be able to completely shake what it is that he found as stability in his teenage years. A great example is Riff Scheinberg. A great example is that famous story that Riff Scheinberg said that, that years and years later, after he was a Rosh Hashiva in Eretz Yisrael, um, he walked by, he heard a radio once that said that the Yankees won, um, the, uh, won the World Series or won something, and he said, and inside me, I still felt yes, yes, and he was a 70, 80-year-old man at that point, but he still felt it because inside his teenage years, that was a value that was put inside it. When people ask us, the Ben Shushans, like, what's your deal? I don't think we can ever shake um, certain things, and I don't know, I don't know if I want to go and really elaborate teenage years, what it is that, that we found to be cool or things that we found to be um, necessary. Um, but mm-hmm. that stuff that we still can't shake, that stuff that, 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 that it's, just, it's just still there. It, it, it's still ever-present right. inside the mind. Right. Right. When, anyone, when anyone ever says anything about a quote or about this or about that, I'm like, I wish, I wish also. <laughs> right. I wish it wasn't up here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Not alone. laughs> A hundred percent, but 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 it makes such a ratio. But it's gonna be no. And I'm saying it's gonna yeah, be. There's it, gonna be. There's no way. There's no filter in the world that allows water through, and nothing else. Agree. I'm saying we could do as good as we can. You know, it's not. To, I'm, I'm just saying it's not to say that there is a way of walking out of of any of that completely unscathed. Agreed. But there's no reason that you have to pile so much more on top of it. There's no reason why you're going to need to have the next. There's no reason why you have to just, you don't have to pile TikTok on top of Instagram. What I mean to say that for for a teenager who's ready on Instagram and and is already just in that life, I don't think that that's really healthy for him or her, but it doesn't mean therefore that you're Miyayish completely, that you give up completely and therefore get every other social media app going as well and then jump onto TikTok. Right. You, 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 you don't have to right. fill your mind with even more, with even more, with even more because in those years, there's such an impression that all of that makes, there's so much of a right. footprint that that's going to leave on the teenager's mind that if only, and I'm not going to go and say, if only you filled it with Kamara, or if only you filled it with Tara, which by the way, yeah, I mean, I wish you filled it with Kamara Tara, but if only you just left it pure as the white driven snow, if only you would have just left it clean, that also would have been somewhat of a huge accomplishment instead of allowing right. other things to leave their mark there. Right. But, but the, I, I, I think, I think the goal goes the other way though. That's right. I'm disagreeing. I think the goal goes the other way. The goal goes, keep it as clean as you can. In other words, add in as much Kedusha as you can, because it matters. So add in as much Kedusha, as much. The, 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 the Sorme Ra part is a, is a very difficult focus for a kid that age. So to me, like, for instance, it, when when a kid is becoming, right, we know this from uh, Roberkowitz, um, I remember my wife telling me this from Robertson Spetner, as young as, like, 11, a kid could be a teenager. And that kid now is, is has just transitioned very quickly into sort of adult in a lot of ways, where we're not chasing them to bed the same way, and we're not, I'm not going into a chenuch, uh, thing right now, I'm just saying there's a lot of things that they're adult, it's a very difficult transition for the kid and the parents and everyone involved because he, Lomaisa is still a kid and so like but, but he looks like an adult. So I wanted to have the responsibilities of an adult. He should be acting better. 
And that's one of the first downfall uh, things. He should be acting more mature. He should be, should be, should be. And he's thinking to himself, they should be treating me more, 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 more. Now, one of the things I found, so I made, I, I've taught 12th and 9th. The two opposite ends, basically, of, of teenagehood. And I hate to sound like a 12th grader, but 9th graders have been getting very young. Like, some of these kids are, are children. Like, children. And I'm talking to them, and their, their minds and ideas are still so young. Are still so, I don't want to call it immature, but it's so, it's very black and white. It's very black and white. The concept on working on something, so when they want to talk about cell phones, their idea is, if I give in here, if I give in to what the rabbi is saying right now, if I give in to this debate on about cell phones, I have to, I'm going to lose my cell phone. If I say he's right here, he's going to, ha- he's going to put his hand out, and I'm going to have to put my cell phone in his hand, I'm not going to see it again. That's his concept of of ideas, of talking, of communication. And when I see that, I'm like, no, 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 we need to start this from the beginning. Guys, when you agree with me on something, if you agree that I have a point, if you agree that what I'm saying is correct, so let's say, for instance, something like like a TikTok or these mind-numbing, horrific, like any time, you know, anyone's going to say, why, you, you saw movies when you were a kid or you watched movies when you were a kid. I was like, it wasn't TikTok. <laughs> I'm saying... It wasn't any of these things. These yep. make your ble- brain bleed. They're her- it's heroin. It's it's so bad. And I was it's so when I say when it's not you're now you have to delete every app in your phone. It's now now you're coming up with a plan to work on yourself. What, when aren't you going on your phone now? What are you doing instead of it? What do you, it means? It doesn't mean you're getting rid of it. That idea to a teenager is very new. The concept of a person working on themselves. And unfortunately, we take on that idea. I've seen people take on that idea in life way too late. Like married in their 30s and they finally were they're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. so you're saying I'm not supposed to be perfect. I'm supposed to be working on myself. To, to, and, the reason, and the difference over here is, is that when people think that they're supposed to be perfect, they, they know immediately they can't do that. So they just adopt the idea of pretending to be. And this is where all this this shame and, and, and competition and all these, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, this is where all these things come from, is just our need to pretend to be perfect because we believe that it's all black and white. It's only perfect and not perfect. One of the main things teenagers need to start understanding, and the parents of teenagers for sure need to start understanding, is that people are a work in progress. Parents keep on trying, me as a parent, I always try to like figure out the personality of my child. Figure out the personality, and now you know what you're going to be expecting. You, first of all, you might be tying the kid with something horrible for the rest of his life that you keep, you know, promoting is his and it's not. But aside from that, aside from that, it's not black and white like that. It's not. We don't need that security and that assurance. It's not black and white like that. You need to work on yourself. You need to. So as far as like the, the their their um, their social environment that they're going to be in. Nothing is good or bad. You just need to look around and say, what do I need to work on? Where do I need to get to? What, and obviously this applies for adults also. It's not specifically teenagers. Yossi, but it's an I, idea I, they start learning Yossi, as a teenager. Yossi, I agree. But I'm just trying. See, when you say work on, so then a lot of time the kid already has the problem. Where if there was any way to circumvent and not even have it initially... Um, to, Without to, a question, obviously. To, 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 to not allow for that. So I'm just saying, yes, my, I mean, Azriel told me that a lot of kids in his class listened to this last year, and that was seventh grade. So in the teenage, um, uh, I guess you can call it episode that we're having over here, I wanted to talk to the vast majority of people listening. So right. yeah, we're speaking to teenagers. Yeah, you just spoke to adults. I'm just trying to talk to the ones coming into the teenage years. And I'm just trying to say right. to them that, yeah, there's going to be a lot you're going to have to work on. And there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be demanding your mind and a lot you're going to want to fill your mind with. But if there's a way to keep it to just a minimum, if there's a way or just to even not allow for it to have to come through, you know, it's pretty cool 
that in Azriel's uh, travel camp uh, he had, it wasn't even, so it was a day camp, but they went for three weeks out of the six, seven weeks, they went on like a week long road trip. So like, you know, they really did travel around a lot and it was cool to have a flip phone and it was cool to have like the old Canon elf, you know, phones or whatever. And there were 80 or 90 kids over and we live, we live in LA. So I'm just saying like, if there's a place that you would think, you know, there's so much physicality, but if a kid is in that kind of a spectrum, if a kid is within that kind of a hashkafa, and now the kid is going off into eighth grade and then ninth grade and then 10th grade and 11th grade. And now the kid is coming to a point where he's wondering, is the flip phone nerdy? Is the flip phone holding me back from a fun time or from a world that I want to explore. And he's about to now, we explain, not rebellion, but he's about to now go and try to find himself. Just be very careful inside those waters that you tread because all you're going to be seeing is everybody else's take on life that doesn't have to be yours. And all you're going to be doing is trying on everybody else's life for size, trying on whatever shoes, whatever it is that they're wearing. I don't mean shoes physically. I mean the concept of what it is that they're doing at the time to see if their language fits with mine. I had a kid recently who just said to me, what's wrong with cursing inside music, like music that has cursing inside it? So, yeah, we had that talk, and this is not the forum to go through it, but I would kind of wish if he didn't listen to hours and hours and hours of it to have become numbed by it enough that now the question began. So, I'm just saying that having an initial thought of your own, having this original idea that's going to be you, having that is something that you have to be careful what else is coming into your mind. What else is coming to affect you? Whose opinion are you really expressing if you are really just a culmination of so many other people's opinions that you've heard, either on TikTok or um, being hit from Instagram? And by the way, God bless Nahi Gordon, um, uh, that Meaningful Minute has an app that allows for so many Jewish teenagers to be affected at least by hashkafas of people who are more in the line of what it is that Hashem wants you to see inside this world. Right. You know, we're trying to go tit for tat. We're trying to go into battle. It. We're trying to go, and yeah, it's an upward battle, but it's something. So I'm just trying to tell kids who are getting into other things, be careful. That's all. Tread very carefully. All right. Actually, we're going to stop right there for one second. Ari, there's something we have got to mention right now. I'm super excited about this because I have this issue where anytime I do get involved in a raffle, I think I'm going to win. And then I, I dream about it. And I space out about it. And that's why this uh, raffle is just perfectly named for me because not only is it awesome, it is my dream. This is my dream come true. You go to the dreamraffle.com. You enter in, you have a chance to win a million dollar apartment in Israel. In the heart of Yerushalayim, actually. A million-dollar apartment, Ari, in the heart of Yerushalayim. It is like my dream come true. I know I'm not going to win because Rabbi Shalom would never give me an assignment like that because I'd leave my family. I would send for them later. <laughs> I would just be out and send for them later if they called my name on this. The dreamraffle.com, they're unbelievable. The money's going to be going to helping organizations like the Am Yisrael Chai Foundation, who helps out uh, farmers for Shemitah. Uh, something very close to my heart, Teens at Risk, and many, many other things. It's an unbelievable, unbelievable organization. You can go over to the dreamraffle.com, and here's the crazy part. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a promo code. We have a promo code. If you put in two cents, T-W-O-C-E-N-T-S. Okay, no one's going to correct me. I think that's how you spell it. T-W-O-C-E-N-T-S. If you put in the promo code two cents, you are going to not only get 10% off of your raffle ticket, you're going to get a guy or a BOGO if you've been to Beis Yaakov. You're going to get a BOGO, which is the buy one, get one free. You get $10 off and you get a BOGO. Buy one ticket and you get one free. 
right now, thedreamraffle.com. You're going to be helping out the Am Yisrael Chai Foundation. They're going to be helping out farmers for Shemitah, teens at risk. It's all awesome. It's all amazing. And you're going to be entered to win a chance, twice to win a chance, to buy, to get your dream apartment in Yerushalayim. Million-dollar apartment in Yerushalayim. You got to get out there and do it, guys. Thedreamraffle.com. Honestly, honestly, Ari B, I, and by the way, you're going to be even more honest than me about this because I've heard you be. But let's be honest. If if we were 12 years old right now, taking into account everything and even update our parents to be modern-day parents and, and, and with their personalities as mine, if we were 12 years old right now, I'm telling you right now, we wouldn't listen. My future, my future would be, no, 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 but it's more than that. It's that the access, the everything. I oh, um, if Hashem Atzil, if I was a teenager yeah, or twelve year old yes, today, yes, yes holy Mishitzvi, yes, yes, oh, it yes, would be yes. the worst we, because we thing probably, we on planet have, I'm saying, Earth. Take into account, take into account what we did have growing up, what we were able to access, and we were able to, and just update it to now what we would be able to access and what we be. Honestly, I don't think I, I I have no idea who I would be right now as an adult. Then after that, I'm saying, yeah, it, I it's no, I'm petrifying. telling you right now. I know one thing. I know one thing. I, I, I would not be a good person. I'm not saying I'm a good person now, but whatever this is, it would be infinitely worse. I mean, I mean, I, you, I would not be recognizable. So, and so I, y'all see. I, I don't know if I would have made it. I don't know. I bet and met, bet met. If I'm reaching into like the deepest, most honest part of myself, I don't know if I would have had the ear to, the brain to think about what I needed to think about to get to the other side. If you're so, how I, strong are I, kids I'm today? So, then? That, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. That's what I'm trying to say is that that's why there was no 15 year old when I was a kid setting up a share. That's why is because these kids have that spectrum to be dealing with, but, but. It's scary, but I think Hashem, and I know I wouldn't have been the kid setting up the share, is my point. <laughs> wouldn't have happened. No, no so, that wouldn't have happened. I thank Hashem every single day that I didn't have a phone until I was engaged. Like, I, I it, it's amazing that it would have been horrible. I mean, horrible. If you're able, if you're at that age, or you have a kid that's that age, and you've done all your proper, you know, we did a kind of thing, I'm not, but you've done all your proper yeses and you're giving him everything that he needs and you, you know, get him, get him a Segway. I don't care. I don't care if a Segway costs $600. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. A cell phone plan is 30 bucks a month. Okay. <laughs> Rehab is a lot more than all of those. Okay. So get him. I'm not saying every single kid is going to rehab. My point is, is that to so get him a Segway, get him something awesome. That's kosher. I don't care. If you have to balance them out, then balance them out. But at all costs, if you can avoid, if you can avoid that, because even the kosher stuff, Ari, even the kosher stuff, let's say all he's doing is the kosher stuff. He's on WhatsApp with his friends and he's just, even the quote unquote kosher stuff. I'm not poskening what's kosher and that's not. I'm just saying, let's say the kosher stuff. It's still, it's still, Ari, our family chat. Is way too distracting for me. <laughs> it takes <laughs> up hours and hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, our family chat is a little bit. But, but um, yes, Lamaisa, we only have like a minute or so left. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I just want to tell the teenage kids out there, and today's, today's flew by. I mean, there's so many notes here that I have of things that I wanted to go through. But I guess just, just to end off for this one today, and just to say that what, what we've covered is to say that Hashem knows what he's doing. Hashem runs the world. And Hashem, I think, has taken a good hard look at what the Yetzirah has been producing, at what the Yetzirah has been offering, at what the Yetzirah is using as hooks. And Hashem said, in order for our children to be able to battle that, and like the Gemara tells us that, right? If it wasn't for Hashem helping us, so then uh, that's it. We wouldn't be able to overcome the Yetzirah. I think Hashem has filled our teenagers in this generation with so much talent, with so much chutzpah in a good way, I mean, and with so much more abilities, with such a stronger voice, 
And all they have to do in order to initiate all of the incredibleness that is the teenage life of today is just to find the confidence and to find the prayer. If they find the confidence within themselves and they find a tefillah on their lips asking God and saying to him, if you put me in this situation, if you put me inside this world today at this age, inside this part of the country, it's because Hashem, you must have given me, you must have equipped me with some kind of artillery, with some kind of energy, with some kind of fire that I'm not finding just yet. And please Hashem, give me the strength to know myself, to have the confidence enough to be able to build a structure that I don't need all these other things in order for me to find me. I think that teenagers today have the right and have the responsibility to demand that of Hashem every single time that they daven. Yes, finish off. That's beautiful. Yeah, so final thoughts. Um, I, I always told my guys in Israel, you know, I made myself a promise. I remember I was I was in high school. I was about to say, I, doesn't matter where I was in high school, and and I, I'm not not it's not where I went to high school. I'm saying it doesn't matter where I was when I did this, but I remember saying to myself, I'm not. I don't want to forget what it was like to be a teenager. I don't want to forget that. I don't. I I want to remember that. And the reason was is that it, I always heard people saying, "What are you worried like to teenagers? What are you worried about?" You got to pay rent. You have uh, you have bills to pay. You have mouths to feed. You have, what, what, what do you so what do you say angsty about? What do you so? You have no idea how difficult it is to navigate as a teenager. You have no idea the social aspect, the loneliness aspect, the hormone aspect, the change aspect. I remember I was reading this book called The Teenage Brain. It's a fantastic book. When I say reading, I meant listening to the audio book, and it's a fantastic, fantastic book. And for any parent out there that wants to really, it's, it's a great, great book. You don't need the whole book. You can get like the cliff notes on it, but still, it's really, really good. The Teenage Brain. And she was, she was uh, describing over there uh, so many different facets of a teenager and how difficult, how, and we forget. It's like childbirth. We forget what it was like. As adults, we immediately forget. So number one, I would say as final thoughts, teenagers, life is awesome. And, and it gets even better later. Every adult is complaining, not every, so many adults are complaining, oh, I wish I was a teenager again. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're saying that as you get into your car that you get to pay for, going to your job that you chose to be in, earning your money that you get to keep. No, you don't. No, you absolutely do not. You do not want to go back there. Your life, every year you get older, your life gets more awesome if you face life properly. Be excited about it. Be excited about your day. Be excited about where you are right now. Don't wait for high school to be over. If you learn, I'm telling you, something else comes up then. Everyone thinks their year in Israel. What We worked in that year in Israel for 15 years. It, it, everyone was walking around dandy? No. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. That's the way life is. Be happy in the moment right now. And to the other side, it's the same message. It's just different. To the other side of anyone who knows a teenager... Be compassionate. They're not there to be your babysitter. They're not there to be your, uh, your your sous chef or anything. They're there because they exist and they matter. Treat them with respect. Beautiful. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. This is, thank you so, uh, yes, so much for listening. I am Ari Ben-Shushan, and this has been the Two Cents Podcast. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>